When your child's chaotic behaviors are running your life, when you're struggling to find practical solutions, and just when you feel you've reached the end of your rope, there comes Harmonious Clan Podcast, equipping you with the proven practical strategies we've developed over the years through our own experiences to bring you strategies that give you results, enabling you to nurture your child from outcast to outstanding and your clan from chaos to harmony. Welcome to Harmonious Clan Podcast. This is our series, The Consequences of What You Are Really Teaching Your Child. This series includes three episodes that will help you understand the consequences of what you are really teaching your child. In episode one, we'll introduce the concept of the consequences of your reaction to inappropriate behaviors with a story from our own life that illustrates a knee-jerk reaction to a behavior and how that reaction reinforced the wrong behavior in our child. In episode two, we'll discuss more about the C, or consequence, of the ABCs of behavior, how your child views your reaction, and why you need to be aware of and consistent in your response. And in episode three, we'll discuss the path from chaos to harmony. We'll discuss the chaotic path, providing the wrong consequences to inappropriate behaviors, versus the harmonious path, understanding how your consequences directly impact your child's future behavior. Make sure to listen to all three episodes to learn the strategies that will bring your clan from chaos to harmony. Visit our website at www.harmoniousclan.com to get a copy of our podcast download, The Ultimate Behavior Analysis Template. Harmonious Clan, enabling you to nurture your child from outcast to outstanding and your clan from chaos to harmony. Welcome to Harmonious Clan Podcast. We're in the series... Are you teaching your child the wrong things? I'm Marco. I'm Louisa. And we are in episode two today. Uh, in episode one, we talked a little bit about a scenario with our own child, one of our own ch- children, sorry. And uh, we a story from our clan, basically, and to illustrate the concept of, are you teaching your child the wrong things? And as we saw in that episode where our son was playing Legos with his younger sibling and wanted a particular item, which was a fire truck at the time, and was basically fighting with his younger sibling over that truck, wanted it back because the younger one had taken it from him. We talked about how long it went on where he was whining about what he wanted and crying and went to like banging on the floor and basically looked at how the parent, who was me, reacted inappropriately, (laughs) was actually teaching my child the wrong thing. I was reinforcing his behavior without really thinking about what I was doing because the consequence of his behavior was my reaction, which was after a certain point of getting more and more frustrated, I ran over to where they were playing. I took the younger sibling away and gave him something else to play with and then grabbed that that treasured fire truck that the older sibling wanted and I gave it back to him basically saying, here, you have your fire truck. And that quieted the, the older sibling down, of course. But the whole point of that story and illustration was, was I was I teaching my child the wrong thing? Mm, and yes. was I? Yes. <laughs> what we, were you really teaching? We talked about that last time and picked on me for a while about how I was doing the wrong thing, basically... He had a behavior that was not appropriate by yelling and screaming and escalating himself. And after a period of time, I created a consequence that reinforced that inappropriate behavior, which is not the way to go. So I was teaching my child the wrong thing. The point of this series is to help us teach you, based on our experiences, uh, some strategies on how to address that type of situation so that you are providing the right consequence and providing the right feedback to that child 
so that you can be teaching your child the right thing instead、right. of the wrong thing, right? Right. Okay. I want to talk about our solution, and I also want to review the concept of the behavior ABC, which I talk about in our book.、Um, A is the antecedent. What happens before the behavior? That usually in there is a trigger for the behavior. But now today our episode focuses on the C, which is the consequence. Sorry, B was the behavior, and C is a consequence, which is what happens after. The behavior. What happens after the behavior usually is what reinforces the behavior. Meaning, it either makes the behavior stop, or it makes the behavior continue and it amplifies it. In our case, the behavior was the fifty-five minutes of whining, crying, yelling, screaming, and kicking. It was the fifty-five minutes of that sort of tantruming, and the C, the consequence. Is he got what he wanted? He got the fire truck that he wanted. So in this case, the consequence is really teaching the child to do that for fifty-five minutes, to to have a tantrum and have a behavior for fifty-five minutes. That's what the child is learning from it. Do you want to reinforce or deter future inappropriate behaviors? Of course you do. So you really need to look at. The C, the behavior, the the consequence, what happens after the behavior? Now, would you say the C is one of the the most important things that a parent can focus on out of the three A- items, the A, B, C? Absolutely, the A you should look at also. That was from our previous series, but yes, the C is what would reinforce the behavior. And this is behavior science.、Um, I'm not comparing a child with a, a a rat, but you know, in laboratory, rats when they, or even with dogs. Why do you? Why do some people put?、Um, what do you call that kind of fence that zaps them if they try to cross? <laughs> what is Electronic that? Electronic fence. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So why does that work? Because it it works off of the behavior ABC. What is what is the behavior? The dog trying to cross the fence. What is the consequence? Getting zapped. So after, depending on the intelligence level of the dog, after a few times, the dog will no longer have the behavior of crossing the fence because the consequence is is basically not promoting it. Being getting zapped is not something that he desires. Therefore, he learns to not have the behavior that causes that consequence. And the behavior that caused that consequence is to try to jump out of the fence, right? And so, you're, so you're saying, as a parent, I'm kind of like the electric fence and the zapper. <laughs> and if I'm not zapping at the right times, I'm、uh, I'm teaching the wrong thing. Well, no, not that you have to be zapping your child. <laughs> no, no, but, I don't mean that. But you have to look at what happens after the behavior. In this case, what happened after 50 minutes of crying and yelling and all that is that he got what he wanted, right?、Mm-hmm. So my point is, you have to look at the consequence because the consequence is either going to promote it. Or it's going. It's either going to reinforce it, promote it, get more of it, or it's going to deter your child from that. So what suppose? What happens if instead of the electric zap, there's sausage on the other side of the fence? So every time the dog crosses, he gets a sausage. Oh, by the way, that's how dogs are trained with their tricks, right? Like、um, it treats dolphins. <laughs> dolphins, you go to Sea World. All those animals, they're getting their fish. They're getting something. They're getting something from it, right? So if every time the dog jumps over the fence, he gets a sausage, or he gets a hot dog, or something that's really reinforcing, he's gonna want to do more of that. So、um, as a parent, we have to be cognizant of what 
what we're doing, what actions we're taking as the consequence of yes. this behavior, because we could be giving him a sausage when we really wanted to be zapping, not, yeah, zapping, but be, but, but, but be telling him that that's not appropriate, right? right? By giving into the behavior and responding inappropriately, it's like me giving a sausage to a dog, right? Is that what right. you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So you want to show the child the proper consequence to his actions. And the proper response is to stand firm on your response and you don't give in. In, in the case of that child that's going on and on for 55 minutes of it, if you're going to say no to him, then you need to make sure the answer is a no no matter what he does. Because otherwise, his perception is, well, it's only a no if you do nothing about it. And if you whine for 55 minutes, the answer will change to yes. <laughs> the child learns. The child learns that, right? Um, you want to teach the child that his screaming, etc., will not change the outcome of his will not change the outcome in his favor at all. So in our example, what was our solution? Well, if you're going to say no, if you're going to say no, you're just going to say no. And no matter what he does, it's not going to change it. So for you who's trying to work, that means you're going to have to put up with it for longer than 55 minutes because it's your child who's stubborn and he'll go for 55. And you have to be able to ride it all the way out until it stops. And basically have nothing come out of it, have him get nothing out of that behavior. So you're saying as a, as a parent then, would you say that I, can't, I couldn't really totally blame the child for his behavior in the future if I'm, if I'm not acting appropriately when I see the behavior? Absolutely right? not, so, right. So partially, you, I mean, I, I could get... You kind get, of I, gave him a sausage right? I, he jumped. <laughs> I could get upset that he's doing this behavior over and over, but... I can't be mad at him directly because it's partially my fault. Is that what you're saying? Because right. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him the wrong feedback by, right. by, by giving in after a while because he knows my threshold. And then he realizes that when I do these things for X period of time, the answer changes. Yeah, well, yeah. we tend to do that. And that's very easy to do that when you're busy, when you got something going on and you're trying to do other things and your child is just kind of in the way, you know, you'll do whatever to show them up to get them out of the way so you can get back to what you're trying to do. Sometimes it could be that you're just trying to take them out to their soccer games and whatever it may be. I mean, I see this a lot in a grocery store when when a child asks for something and a child asks for something and after so many aisles of whining, the parent says yes, because the parent has shopping to do, you know, and it's hard to have your child in the way, getting into your way, and and it's just so much easier to give in. But remember, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So what what is a more appropriate behavior? What is a more appropriate consequence from the parent's perspective? In the case where, in our case, where the child kept asking and asking and asking, if you're going to say no, again, ignoring is one of actually the best strategies if you can. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you get into safety issues, you get into other concerns where you absolutely cannot ignore the behavior. Then that's when you really need to come in. But you need to make sure when you come in, you're not coming in in a way that reinforces the behavior again. Um, I think that's where I have a problem. It's not safety. It's uh, I have a low threshold for <laughs> for the noise continuing and I just want it to stop, right? So that's... Yeah, and that's by acting that way and, uh, and responding... And changing my answer is well, not appropriate. That's where he gets you, and he knows that I don't. That's why he won't pull that on me. Right. Well, we don't have we don't have kids doing that to me because I don't know. I have a higher threshold, or they they only need to test it out once. They test it out once with me, twice, maybe three times in case those all those times were mistaken, and 
they get the same response. So then in the future, they know it's on record that I'm not going to give in that 55 minutes of whining doesn't work for me. Two hours of whining doesn't work for me and they exhaust themselves. Another thing I want to say is in a case where ignoring was not a possibility, like in our case, it was not going to be appropriate for him to continue that kind of behavior just because we have five children and whatever happens, other people are watching and we do not allow the any... Other, the other children are watching. Well, the other children, right? I don't care <laughs> about other the people. Younger, especially the younger ones. Yes. No, yeah. I just don't want to set that example that that sort of behavior even exists. So... You know, in our house, I consider certain behaviors just X-rated. You know, if one child gets gets into that behavior, no, it's X-rated. You've got to shove it and no one else is allowed to see that. And this sort of tantrum, this sort of whining, I consider that even if he gets nothing in the end, I still do not want other kids exposed to that. And plus talk about harmonious clan. No, that does not bring harmony to the family. So um, the choice I would have given to him in that situation was that he's either going to take no for an answer and be quiet, or if he's not going to be quiet, he has to go to his room and he can scream and yell into his pillow with his door shut, but he cannot disturb the harmony of the family. Yeah, because the siblings are watching, and especially the younger ones who learn they by learn. watching and they observing. Copy. It's uh, it's amazing to see how quickly they pick up on these things. Oh, so-and-so did this, and, and you got away with this. And, and even yeah. not, not understanding the consequence of it, just seeing the behavior, the younger one will start you know, behaving that way inappropriately. So it's important to, to understand what's going on in your particular family and what things you can allow, what things you cannot allow. Right. So you, you can, by providing a consistent and proper consequence to the child's behavior, the B is the only way you can get true harmony. Because imagine if we go down on the path of continuing to give in, then that becomes the comes the pattern that your dynamics with your child that becomes a pattern of your dynamics it's just that that's what the child has to do in order to get anything done from their perspective mm -hmm. you know what what do you need to do to get something done with uh, i don't know with the dmv or the one of these places where you just have to keep going at them many many times and it's kind of the same you know even customer service at certain places are you saying that um, we talked about this ABC in several different episodes? So parents will see uh, results as far as the behaviors, even if so, even if they focused only on the C. Say they started focusing on the C and not the A, which we talked about in the previous series, the antecedents to try and lessen the frequency of certain behaviors. So even if you ignored that and just focus on the C, they're going to see some immediate results. Or, you mean or... don't look at the A? Well, you, I'm just saying from a, from a parent perspective, if they jumped in and say, okay, I'm just going to start focusing on oh, the yeah. C. Yeah. Jump in from this episode and start doing what we're suggesting today right now. Yes. Focusing on the C, they're going to see a dramatic change. Oh yeah. Because the C is what's getting those dolphins to pull up a show for you at SeaWorld, right. right? The C is what's getting the whales to do their dance. The C is what's getting the sea gets a lot of things done i mean the sea is what gets the behavior all the show dogs how they learn how to do this the you know all these trainers and i'm not comparing our children to a dog or a laboratory rat but when it comes to behavior science it kind of is how it works mm -hmm. right right yeah so did you have any other examples of of uh, this behavior 
consequence issue, like where the consequence may be teaching a child the wrong thing? Oh yeah, a ton every day, every day. I mean, in school, it's pretty typical that the child who misbehaves every time he bothers or other children when it's time to do his work. If he bothers other children, it's very typical that a child will get called to the hallway or to a corner. And now he doesn't have to do his work anymore, right? So talk about antecedent. The antecedent, the trigger of that behavior, could be having to do the work that he doesn't want to do. Right. And the behavior being, well, instead of doing my work, I'm gonna go bother other kids. And then what's the consequence? Oh, I'm pulled out to the hallway or to the corner or to a timeout or I'm pulled or the away. Principal's office. <laughs> right. Or to the I mean, wherever it is that I'm pulled out to, just so that I'm not bothering those children. I'm now getting out of having to do my work. Yeah, and to that child, going to the principal office may be better than doing the work, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Because what is he going to do there? Color. (laughs) Little vacation. (laughs) Right. Um. So, but and and you can see it's it's easy to fall into a path because as a teacher, when you have twenty kids, you know it's hard and and it's easy to just say, okay, he's bothering people. Let me just move him away. But Um, I think that goes back what you're saying about the family too. You don't want to let that behavior go on because other children will see that it's being accepted. So you do want to try and stop it and get them out of there. But at the same time, you have to be cognizant of what's going on and what you're teaching the child. If you do pull them out and what is the consequence once you pull them out? So you, as a teacher, you may want to say, okay, I'm going to get them out of the classroom to show other children that that's not appropriate. But the consequence once he's out should be something that's that's uh, to him worse than than not <laughs> then, doing the then, work. Right? Yes, then, yeah. yes, worse worse than doing the work. Otherwise, right. it's be like, oh yay, now I'm coloring, yeah, <laughs> or now right, I'm uh, right. so it's, watching parades, or it's a right. fine balance there. Right, it's it's okay to pull him out, but you got to think of the end result um, from the child's perspective. I did this, and what does it get me? Is mm-hmm. it's just very straightforward. You gotta think about that. And again, it's not like pet training, animal training, treating our kids, treating our children like animals. But hey, that's what the marketers do to you, right? They offer you a coupon, or if you buy this and that, you're gonna get another one free. Or if you buy this and that, you get this many dollars off. Do you go back again? Do you do you fall? Yeah, and you know this is behavior science. You, you're mm-hmm. gonna do that because you desire the consequence. You desire. You would like to buy when you were only gonna buy one. You decided to get two because if you get two, you buy you get the third one for free, wouldn't you? <laughs> right? right. So it's about the consequence that you get. Well, yeah. another example. You know when you tell kids to clean and the person who who's cleaning and suddenly he's. Uh, He's throwing he's throwing things. He's throwing the toys instead of cleaning. Well, can you guess that he's doing that because he doesn't want to clean? But okay, now his consequence is to go to timeout. Wait a minute, what is timeout? Stand there and stare and not clean? That's his, exactly what he wanted. Stare at his siblings who are finishing cleaning up the playroom and he's doing nothing. So Yeah, no, that's yeah. not cool. So that's I a mean, time when a timeout maybe is not the best choice. No. You no. should have him do more of the cleanup or something. Yes, and and yeah. I'm not I'm not saying yeah. that timeout is not a good thing. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. We use timeout. We use that. We talk about it in different episodes and different chapters of the book, but um, but the idea is you really have to look at the consequence. So what is the child getting for that behavior? Is he getting zapped or is he getting a sausage? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that, that that's those were some good examples about yeah. consequences and what's what kind of consequences you're giving your child and what is it teaching your child, wrong thing or the right thing. So think about it. The next time your child is behaving, think about the way you react and 
what is that really teaching your child, right? It's important right. to do. Anything else you want to talk about? I think we covered everything. Oh, uh, check out our download, our resources, talking about the common pitfalls that parents fall into, the, the consequences that end up teaching the wrong thing that you don't want your child to have, and instead, what kind of consequences could you give? That's oh, more effective. That would be good for me, too, because... <laughs> I tell you all yeah, day Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, go but sometimes you do that when you're in the moment. You can't think about it. Maybe we should make a little chart. You can sit there and look at it. But yeah, that's a... So check that out, definitely. So I think that wraps up this uh, second episode in our series of Are You Teaching Your Child the Wrong Things? And uh, we went through the the scenario again and gave you some practical strategies of, of what, what you can do to reinforce the proper behavior rather than the inappropriate behavior. So um, you want to be teaching your child the right things. In our next episode, we're going to talk about the chaos to harmony. And in that episode, we look at the two different paths, the chaotic path and the harmonious path. And the chaotic path is, we call it chaotic, chaotic path, and that comes from doing the wrong things or providing the wrong consequences to your child's inappropriate behavior, which reinforces that, that inappropriate behavior. That's a chaotic path, and you, you don't want to be doing that and you want to minimize that as much as possible. And we look at the harmonious path, which comes from providing the appropriate consequences to your child's behaviors and reinforcing the right things and teaching your child the right things. Thank you for listening to Harmonious Clan podcast series, The Consequences of What You Are Really Teaching Your Child. We illustrated the problem of incorrect responses to inappropriate behaviors with a story from our own clan. We discussed more about understanding how your reactions affect your child's future behaviors, and then we took a look at the path from chaos to harmony, contrasting the chaotic path, providing the wrong consequences to inappropriate behaviors, with the harmonious path consistently applying the proper consequences to the child's inappropriate behavior. Harmonious Clan, enabling you to nurture your child from outcast to outstanding, and your clan from chaos to harmony. Please visit our website at www.harmoniousclan.com to get a copy of our podcast download, The Ultimate Behavior Analysis Template. You can also get the podcast notes, learn more about us, and get information about joining the clan. You've been listening to Harmonious Clan Podcast with Marco and Louisa. Learn more about Harmonious Clan at www.harmoniousclan.com for information on resources including books, educational podcasts, a supportive community, courses, and one-on-one consulting. Harmonious Clan, enabling you to nurture your child from outcast to outstanding and your clan from chaos to harmony.